Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. And today, for our mid-season check-in, I have as my guest, my good friend, Aram in Toronto. What's up, Aram? Not much. Um, all I have to say is that uh, I'm good in the West. Um, <laughs> I swear. You know, it, you know, it's, it's uh, not so long after New Year, so we're still in the time of people saying happy new year and people was like oh how how are you doing and all i can think in my head is i'm good in the west <laughs> so, um, i i haven't said that out loud yet but uh that that's what i think and so uh maybe they are living rent free in my head at least but uh yeah uh but on a serious note hopefully all, all the folks out in california are 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 actually good out there uh, amidst all these kind of weather weather incidents yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy out here, and we're about to get even even more rain pretty soon. But um, <laughs> it's funny because like uh, my girlfriend's always like, if I hear one more person say we need the rain, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all know that. But like, come on. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Uh, so you and I spoke at the beginning of the season in preseason. We had some like predictions and thoughts of where this Warriors team would be. Everyone, everyone had high hopes. And, you know, like I've talked on this podcast for 41 games. We're exactly at the midpoint after losing to the Suns. That's three losses in a row at home. And I talk a lot about like why I think the Warriors kind of, you know, fell off a cliff, had such a rough first half of the season. But, you know, what do you think it's been in your opinion? And also like, you know, like what's your temperature check on the team right, right now? I am just, this is a maddening team, you know, uh, it's, they're so inconsistent. I mean, that you talk about the loss, the three consecutive losses. I mean, just when you think they're on an upswing and like here, here comes the momentum. Um, here comes the push then they kind of fall back down. And that's kind of been the story all season. I think that, you know, the quote-unquote championship hangover is a real thing. Um, that wouldn't be a stereotype or a cliche if it weren't a little bit true. Um, and then and then I think historically teams that have, you know, gone on the, the Asia trips have tended to start slow. So there's been a, a, a series of kind of, misfortunes or miscalculations and uh assaults during practice that have <laughs> a little bit and, and made them very inconsistent um those are reasons but they're not excuses because it's like everybody has these challenges every team does and that's part of you know the 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 story of this season and so here we are uh one game under 500 Luckily and fortunately, the West is not uh, consistent either. Um, so, so were it another season, it'd be like, oh my gosh, this has been a disaster. But it's not there yet because you can only be measured against your competition, right? And at least the competition is also very inconsistent. You know, it's it's interesting, right? Because all these things once Steph got hurt about like, okay, they're going to lose some games, but what you want to see is the new guys, the young guys really take ownership, feel some empowerment. 
and grow up a little bit in Steph's absence instead of leaning on him as like the, oh, we're in trouble. Give the ball to Steph. Oh, you know, he's going to win the game for us, whatever. And if if we don't win, at least, uh, you know, it's on Steph, you know. Um, and I feel like we saw some of that, especially, of course, once they got home. But it's it sucks because, right, like Kaminga got hurt yeah. and Clay missed a game that they could have really used him in. And uh, Wiseman, my guy, got hurt. And even Jermichael Green was out. So, like, you know, all these things that are technically are real, but, like, they're, you know, if you spit them out to somebody, they're excuses. Hey, you know, they would just be kind of like, okay, circumstantial blips uh, on the timeline of the season if they weren't so dang inconsistent <laughs> throughout the whole rest of the season, right, when they were relatively whole. So um, it's easy to be optimistic and be like, okay, you know, like Kaminga uh, looks like the uh, eighth man in the rotation, locked in, in my opinion, um, and that Wiseman is proving to be playable for 10 to 12 minutes, hopefully in certain situations. And then you get Steph back and you get Wiggins back and Clay's looking like his old self. Pool is still up and down. Um, uh, you know, so like, it's like, okay, now we go, right? Now we go. And that's where my optimism lies. But uh, at a certain point, you know, I think we kind of talked about this last time you were on. It's like, at a certain point, you are who you are and yep. you can't just keep saying like, okay, we're this team. And then, uh, expected just to flip that switch. And the thing about the championship hangover that you brought up is so true. It's like, what's different though about, I feel like this team, it's like the vets had that hangover uh, plus the physical assault in practice, as you mentioned. Um, uh, but like the young guys, they kind of had their own version of a hangover because yeah. they they didn't realize how hard it was going to be or they didn't, realize that they weren't yet ready and they thought they had already arrived or something. And so like those two things were very, to me, like two isolated types of hangovers. And then when you combine them, it makes it even, even worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 th I think that, uh, it's, it's been frustrating. Um, so there's this, uh, on, on sports radio, especially during baseball season here in Toronto, there's this, uh, ad for a weight loss clinic that says, uh, if you could do it yourself, you would have done it already, right? And uh, and it's kind That's of like so cruel. <laughs> it's, it's it's terrible. But you know, when are they going to do it? Right? Does this does this ownership and management do they have to butt in here? Right? Because when are the players gonna 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 take charge of this? Right? And yeah, some of the injuries. Um, I think this next stretch is really important because this is the time to assess. Uh, and send out trade feelers and see what they can get and and shake this team up a little bit. And meanwhile, mm -hmm. you know, will the players drive some improvement, right? Because it's like there's absolutely no excuses anymore, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is the time. This is absolutely the time to push getting everybody back. And, you know, uh, you know, I, I think you can sympathize a little bit with some of the old players. Like there, there is a drudgery to uh, a full season, especially when you... Uh, experience all the highs in the sport um you know some bottom feeding team is not going to get you up that much but 
you know what? You got to do it, right? You have to, mm-hmm. right? And and so now is the time to show that, or else I think they do need to shake some things up. And you know, I don't know how likely that is, uh, but but I think they have to consider those options if if they really feel like this team has has a chance. And 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 we've said it all, all the time uh, with these with these players, and they said it themselves, and they've shown it themselves you can't nobody's beat them in a in a playoff series when they're healthy so give them that chance um mm-hmm. i guess the question is like how much do we believe that after this half season i still believe despite my being a negative nelly i still believe in them um but man really going to want really need to start seeing it soon it's funny right just to talk a little bit more about the uh the uh, championship hangover it's like uh i'd said earlier in the season that, um, you know, it's almost like the Warriors starters and their vets were used to this hangover, but they didn't expect, they weren't used to having like these young guys who couldn't pick them up and who couldn't like, you know, kind of close out some games and, and hold leads. It's like, instead of going to the bench with a, 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 in a close game and then like having Sean Livingston, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, guys like that keep up. Uh, they'd have like Moses Moody uh, and Kaminga and, and Wiseman like squander that stuff away. But, you know, it, to me, I, I think like looking at the schedule, you know, and, and when you look at every game and when you do a podcast episode for every game, right. It's like, well, you know, you see, uh, as I've talked to you about before, like these things that, that trend in a certain way. And right now, right. Like they're, one game under, as you mentioned, and it's like they hopefully get Kaminga back soon, uh, and hopefully uh, Wiseman and I guess Jamichael Green. You just want guys healthy, but Kaminga most importantly out of those three, and they go out on the road. The first three road games are reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, it's against uh, what the Spurs, then the Bulls, and the Wizards or something. Yeah, and I mean we all know that once the all-star break hits and after that is kind of like the, the long sprint to the playoffs to the end of the season. So I'm looking at these next, whatever, three, less than a month, three, four weeks until that time to see how they do. Right. I don't care. Road home. It's like, basically this is it. You guys are getting guys healthy and Steph, he, you know, got basically a month off, off his legs uh Wiggins he's at least looked good in terms of that his activity and his like mobility and athleticism and that especially in that fourth quarter against the Suns so it's like okay this is it this is what we're going to really really uh weigh this stuff on and then of course even before the all-star break is you know I think like nine days before it's like the the trade deadline yeah so there's opportunities and I've said throughout the season like it's to me it's like okay let's let's see how these guys play out and then if they need to make a move they'll make a move unfortunately the guys have been hurt so you can't really tell right like this yeah. is either if if you're a James Wiseman believer then this is when he proves that he's he deserves to Michael Green's minutes right yeah. and then if you're a James Wiseman hater this is when he builds up his trade value so so you could trade him for for somebody this is, would have been the time to see like oh is is he enough to take some pressure off of Looney and take a little bit of 
time off of uh you know Draymond Green's uh you know minutes played right just like just mm-hmm. giving them a little bit of extra rest and it's unfortunate you know circumstances and but hey we got to move forward we're at the halfway point right so um did you want to go back and look at some of our uh uh predictions best case and worst case scenarios and see see how we oh, did sure yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah. We, uh, yeah before we move on to the the future let's revisit the past um so these, these are what <laughs> i had listed and you know maybe some other folks uh will go back and uh, listen to that episode and i'll, I'll link it in the on the youtube yeah, okay video. there you I'll go link it. um okay uh, of of course uh, me being me i did worst case scenario first so um Worst case scenarios, there are five and best is three. So uh, worst, young players not ready to be trusted and don't develop. Yeah, yeah that, that was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they developed, Kaminga developed, but they were yeah. not ready at the outset. Yeah. So, okay. You know. uh, depth is not enough to get a top three seed. Also true. Uh, you, you could be right. It might not be enough to get a top eight seed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, top three is probably is still in reach, but that's not that's not any of the Warriors doing. That's everybody else, right? Okay. Um, uh, Steph's regular season is worse than last year's regular season, signaling a decline. Not true. Not true. No. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. I, yeah. That's nice to not be uh, right about that. Um, Contracts matter and it affects team chemistry. Um, oh, this was before the extensions were made. So, but maybe it did matter and affected team chemistry anyway. Uh, hence the. Yeah, uh, that, that book has yet to be written, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, and this one is we'll only know this in a few months. Uh, Warriors flame out in the first round and lose to the Grizzlies or Lakers. They probably won't lose to the Lakers unless it's in the play-in. Um, but you know me, I hate losing to the Grizzlies, so uh, that is yet to be seen as well. Uh, so possible. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, those were uh, you. You know, your pessimism was. <laughs> <laughs> was fulfilled man you, well, you know. well okay well let's look uh let's see at the best um one of moses moody jonathan kaminga james wiseman is ready now exclamation point there you um, go yeah okay i think kaminga kaminga definitely was ready. ready to contribute what he did in that charlotte game was just like a glimpse of the of the like near present right so uh, or near near future so um I, i'll take that one um, and hey, we've talked about that. Out of out of one of these players, we just need one of them to be really good. Uh, you know, truthfully, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so it's still possible. Um, okay, well, um, two timelines works out and helps them get through the season. <laughs> Vets in a good spot for the playoffs. Uh, uh, you know, we're only yeah, having the season. <laughs> I would say for the first half that that did not work out. <laughs> but uh you know like you said there's another half of the season yeah okay and then the last one again we won't know this one um but i guess it's uh so warriors uh take out lakers grizzlies clippers and whoever else and repeat well we don't know i guess these were just my top three uh heated teams um but, uh, <laughs> that's why i picked them um that would be a hell of a run um but i guess we'll we won't know yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, it's not great that a lot of the worst case scenarios have played out so far, but uh... yeah, yeah, I think 
honestly, like that's probably true for for a lot of folks. You know, maybe there were some people who were a little bit more grounded in their opinions and projections on the season. I think that, um, I mean, I definitely overestimated the young dudes and I'll fully admit that. I mean, there's episodes <laughs> in uh, the archives from a couple months ago where, um, you know, I was talking about how talented this roster is, you know, like, is this quote unquote, the most talented Warriors roster from top to bottom? And in theory, it still could be, but like, obviously uh, some guys were not ready to fulfill that talent mm. and still haven't gotten there yet. So, you know, but you know, that, that stuff is, uh, <laughs> man, when the season is over, I'm gonna have to go back and like watch some of those episodes or listen <laughs> to some of them. Uh, because I, I did believe it. I wasn't just uh, blowing smoke, but I was like, okay, you know, like I felt like some of this stuff could, could work out really well and not to make too many excuses, but like, you know, there were a few random hiccups that, that just uh, threw the team off, but I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's not look any longer into the past. Yeah, like, like, I'm not here to talk about the past. Uh, quote of Mark Mark McGuire. <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still highly optimistic, uh, uh, despite the self deprecation about uh, about predictions and this team. But hey, and there's good reason to be right. They're they're yeah. in a decent position again relative to everybody else, uh, and, and considering how how odd of a start and inconsistent they've been they have a great chance so um so we'll see so i guess um what are what are some things that you are looking forward to in the second half and do you think a change is necessary like uh because you know um yeah let's 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 i'm curious do you think they have enough or do you think they need something well, you know my answer. <laughs> no, um, you know, it's it's tough to say because guys have been hurt. Like literally a week ago, it felt like there were like a few other dudes who were on the court and then they swapped them out for a few other dudes, right? And, you know, that may be overstating it a little bit, but like, you know, let's see. It really is, and not as a cop-out, but like it really is. Like, let's see what we got up until the trade deadline, literally, because I thought we were seeing something. And then Steph got hurt. I thought we were seeing something. And then the bottom kind of fell out of this tail end of the the homestand. Uh, and also guys got hurt. So I'm not exactly sure. Is it a question of like, well, got to make a move because it's got to shake it up. You know, and listeners who've listened for a while know that I don't want to trade Wiseman. Ideally, uh, I believe in the kid. and divorcing ourselves from him being the number two pick, missing out on Halliburton, Lamella Ball, whomever you want. You move on, but, you know, move on in the sense that, like, see how he could help you this season. And it may not be asking a lot, may not be a lot to show for a number two pick being like, okay, hopefully he can give us like 12, maybe 15 minutes. Uh, uh, But his ability to improve, like, after this season is his ceiling still really high. Yeah. So who are you going to get back that makes it makes it worth it, right? Because there's so much chatter, right? Like if you go on social, if you go on Twitter, like there's just so much Wiseman hate. And I've said, and I've, you know, interacted with folks on, on YouTube about this, like, hey, <laughs> and I think I talked to you about this too. It's like, well, you know, maybe we can move Moody <laughs> yeah. and not knocking Moody in general. I think all the lotto picks will be 
long time solid NBA players, solid to very good to hopefully in Kaminga's case, excellent NBA players. But it's like, you know, if there's anyone to move, of course, he's the one that I would be okay moving. I haven't really thought too much about, you know, like, oh, let's trade this guy for this guy. And this is the salary and this makes sense. Uh, and this is this person's contract and whatever. Uh, but that's kind of where where I stand. Like I said a little bit earlier, hey, if they get these next three and then, you know, they get one or show up decently well against the Celtics and Cavs, and then I think maybe get the Grizzlies at home soon. It really just depends on on how they look because they start, have to start showing something, right? In yeah, terms of, yeah. in terms of consistency, in terms of like the trade deadline, the buyout, whatever. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I leave it. Again, not to cop cop out, but like uh, I, I I want to see this team improve, and I want to see if Wiggins can get back to who he was before his yeah. injury. Steph, man, he'll get to where he was. Clay, can he continue to be that guy? Pool, can he? you know, find a measure of consistency, you know what I mean? That's always what it's been with them. Yeah. So, uh, and then Dre and, and, and Looney, like, are they as tired as Kerr says? I'm guessing. Yes. Can, can like Jamichael Green, can Kamenga, can Wiseman give them enough relief? Yeah. On, on just a, a quick thing on Draymond. I, I mean, I haven't checked the all-star voting, but I was thinking like uh, as great and he has been legitimately great this year, as great as he's been, do not vote for him on the all-star team. He needs a week of rest. You know what I mean? Oh, he needs that time off. So um, Looney will get it. He, you know, he's been a, he's been our, one of our favorites this year and, and, but uh, uh, they need the rest. I have been thinking about, um, you know, what they need to do balanced with uh what i think will happen and and i'm and i've kind of come to a conclusion in that what i think will happen is that you know anytime a team wins a championship or does really well i think uh good owners uh feel obligated to quote unquote run it back and they didn't run it back completely because they didn't bring it you know they bring back uh, GP2, Otto Porter, who bo- neither of whom have played. Um, but GP2's uh, played a game or game that's or two. True. Um, <laughs> they didn't bring back Damian Lee, all caps. Um, but uh, um, but so I think, but I, I, in terms of what they could do and still feel like they could, you know, enact some of their two timelines and be, you know, future proofing a little bit, I think this is their version of running it back. A little bit, right? You have your your top six, and uh, and Divincenzo, uh, Jonathan Kaminga are you know legitimately uh, people. I think you can play in the playoffs, so um, mm-hmm. that can be trusted. So uh, that's 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 good. And so they are. So I don't think they're going to make any big moves. Furthermore, I mean, well, I mean, mid season, Bob Myers never really done that. Um, there's a few outliers, but. Uh, um, it's just not their inclination to do it. Plus everybody, you know, has always talked about how much easier it is to do, to move contracts in the off season uh, versus within the season. So and this will lead me to, um, you know, cause we're both kind of like taking the, uh, the, the more realistic approach. 
Um, but I guess my, it's not a hot take, but I think that they'll see how it plays out, right? They'll make some kind of like marginal addition, marginal tweak, um, maybe get a backup, a depth big, uh, sign one of the two-way guys, blah, 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 um, do something like that, and then and then see how this plays out. And then in the offseason, uh, depending on how it plays out, that's an opportunity to uh, blow it up, uh, make tweaks, because I'm thinking, you know, once Poole's contract goes to that higher uh, bracket, um, now that's somebody you can combine with a James Wiseman and get uh, a high price star, right? Like your that that maybe is like maybe Pool's not that guy, right? Um, but you can't trade him right now. The problem with these in season trades is like the salaries have to match, and it's just hard to maneuver it a little bit, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can you can take that twenty plus, you know, twenty five million, add it to add it to ten, and then and then and get somebody else, right? Who maybe fits better. Uh, Will they, you know, what's going to happen with Draymond Green? So maybe there's just more flexibility. And then they can say, you know, well, we tried. We tried to run it back. We gave these guys uh, enough of an opportunity. And now we need to take a different approach, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like that's the more realistic um, and potentially like really big shakeup of the franchise, right? That will happen in the offseason. Uh, when there's more opportunity to do so, you know, I don't know who those people are, those players, but uh, you know, is it somebody who, who fits a little bit better um, or is it somebody who can replace Draymond Green or something like that? Um, that just seems to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. You've mentioned that to me before, uh, maybe on the podcast and definitely offline. Uh, and that makes a ton more sense to me yeah you know making a move right now again because any of your young guys that you include whether it's moody or wiseman or for some people who still think they want to trade jonathan kaminga which which is silly they'd be selling low on wiseman and moody no matter what and i always say it's like a lot of what happens after the season depends on how the season ends right Mm -hmm. if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> they lose in the play-in. If they lose in the finals, if they win the finals, if they, uh, you know, don't get home court and they lose in the first round, like those are the things. Those are the signals that people, either real or imagined, they use to be like, okay, I'm cleaning house. Uh, even though sometimes you don't have to, but the wholesale changes are coming and whatever. So I kind of agree with you on that front because, you know, like trading some of these dudes right now again i haven't looked at any potential trades or trade rumors since like maybe you know december since last month uh because they're always kind of the same things and people just spouting off saying whatever but i'd personally like be okay with that it's funny right because we always talk about how the warriors in the west oh you know the west is pretty mediocre you know it's only denver and maybe the grizzlies kind of separating themselves so that's that's great, right? And honestly, like I'm good in the West, <laughs> but but uh, that road trip against, even though I don't think Philly's very good, but like a you know Philly, uh, the Nets, uh, the the Bucks, just the skill and size yeah. of those teams, especially the Bucks, 
those are the teams that be like, okay, uh, Draymond and Loon, <laughs> they're going to get like <laughs> steamrolled if it's just them in the finals, if they're lucky enough to get there. So, you know, that's where I'm like, okay, who's, who's available? I, I have no idea. And I've said, as uh, we've talked about a lot of times, it may not be, oh, we need to make like a big trade for like a, uh, make a huge splash, but it may just be find out who's on the buyout market and find somebody on the fringes where it's like, okay, if we're looking for a center, Wiseman, if he can do it, great. That'd be perfect in my opinion. But if you're just not sure, then who else is out there that could give you, honestly, like if if I was honestly hoping from Wiseman, maybe like, uh, you know, eight to 12. Okay. Find somebody who can give you like five to 10 in a pinch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about like that, like that Suns game where, where they had nobody active and Bismack Biombo, you know, came in and he discouraged the warriors from going to the rim, which they already do. They just love taking threes, but, um, but he, you know, he did a lot of rim protecting and, you know, there's games where he doesn't play much. Right. So, you know, somebody mm -hmm. in, in that, in that arena. Um, I mean, you know, the, the trade candidates that you hear about are not really necessarily matches. I mean, some are, you know, you, you could maybe get to miles Turner's thing, but he's a unrestricted free agent. I think uh, there's Kyle Kuzma also unrestricted. So these are rentals and maybe that's not the best use of a, of, of an asset, but um but then maybe that will be the, like, we're really going for it. But, you know, are they the best fits? Like, maybe maybe not, right? You know, you got your Kuzmas, you got your Jay Crowders. People talk about OG, but there's no need for the Raptors to trade him right now. Like, again, probably for them, they'll wait until the offseason, if if at all, uh, while they, you know, see how the their second half plays out. Um, you mentioned buyout candidates, and and, you know, like, those become more apparent you know it goes hand in hand with the trade season like who mm -hmm. is the collateral that that uh was thrown into trades and jettisoned after uh, you right. know, after that so so we don't know who the buyout candidates are but um so but there there was one trade and uh, uh and there was a uh, uh gorgie jang uh, was uh, I think he was he was he was in a trade from the Spurs to the Celtics and then and then he got cut and uh, and I remember and maybe it's just because like there's been so few trades and uh, and there hasn't been anybody on the buyout you're like ooh because uh, he's like um, he's one of these players who are like three years ago I was like ooh we should get that guy and it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like if you go if you ever gone to like an outlet mall and you're like oh yeah. I used to want that. Right. And then, uh, so that's what it kind of felt like, uh, it's like, Oh, and now it's a good price, but now I don't know if I need it or if I want it anymore. Um, but <laughs> like, there's a guy who could do, you know, like if you're matched up against, uh, you know, a, a big, big and you need some size, like, yeah, maybe that's a guy. Um, but the, yeah, we just don't know who the bio candidates are. You know, I was trying to like scroll through players, who aren't playing much um i was like will barton <laughs> you know what i mean he's hardly warriors playing. killer yeah he's hardly <laughs> playing in washington um but yeah i mean but those are the types of players that maybe they will 
uh, be out on the market. And, you know, for a, for a late rotation guy, like, yeah, I'll, I'll take Will Barton over uh, Ryan Rollins if, if I have to in a, in a playoff game, right? The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I mean, if you know anything, you know to bet on Brock Purdy. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But uh, even though we don't know the names, um, let me ask you, what is the ideal addition, right? So I, I, I kind of broke it down into three categories. Um, and I do have some names that are of people that are just free agents. Um, oddly enough, in this first category. Um, so the three categories I did was depth big. So somebody who like a veteran, like when they picked up Verjao, right? Like mm-hmm. we all agree he played Bogan. too much. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the 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 second the second run of Bogut, right? Depth big. Um, veteran guard. Um, and probably, you know, somebody who's different than Ty Jerome, somebody who can like, uh, get their own shot, like, um, Kemba Walker. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he can get his own shot, but, but you know what I mean? Right. Like somebody who's different yeah, than, Ty yeah. Jerome. um, or a wing. So those are the three categories. What do you, th- and you can only choose one. What do you, what, what would you do? Oh, I go depth big. Yeah. Um, because Honestly, like even just, you know, recently I was talking about Moses Moody and I was like, look how many guards are, are, are in front of him. <laughs> Steph, Clay, Poole, DiVincenzo, Ty Jerome. Uh, and so I think they're all right with guard. I mean, I get the idea of getting somebody who's like a, who can penetrate. Uh, again, I don't, Gemma Walker, I don't know if he can still do that, but just somebody. But I don't know if there's anyone like that. And in terms of wing, you know, like wing is the most valuable position still in in the current NBA. But I like where we are with Kuminga, uh, Wiggins, Moody in a pinch, Clay in a you know in a pinch, sliding up to three. And uh, I think I'm okay with that. But big, like I said, I mean, I've been talking this whole episode about uh, a team like the Bucks, a team that's bigger, uh, even hypothetically, if we were to get to the finals and play the Celtics again, like you know, Rob Williams, especially if Loon and Draymond are a little tired, a little beat up. Sometimes I wonder if Loon should take a game off (laughs) because sometimes when you're streaking this much, it's like when you're, uh, you know, a couple years ago I was running every day and then my knees started hurting and then I just kept running, (laughs) you know? Okay. My knee, my knee hurts. My Achilles hurts. I'm going to stop. So uh, I'm sure the training staff is keeping tabs on that, but like maybe for his own good at some point, he should, he should take. A yeah. There back. was but one yeah. of those games earlier this year where they were clearly punting and then he, he played like five minutes and it's like, no, yes. why? Right. It's clearly for the streak. Okay. So, I mean, you mentioned these bigs and you know, when you hear a list 
that I found, uh, you know, these guys might not play much in a, in a playoff game anyway, but, um, so the aforementioned, uh, Gorgie Jang, uh, we got, these are people who are free agents right now, as far as I could tell, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, (laughs) Derek Favors. I don't know if he's still playing basketball, uh, Hassan Whiteside. Um, and I, I, you know, part of this is like you Google people and you're like, wait, where are they right now? Uh, Marquise Chris. Did, ah. Is he playing in China? I don't know. Maybe he I is. I have no idea. Uh, hmm. I mean, you know, when you look at a list like that, you're like, ooh, I don't know if any of those guys. Yeah. yeah, that's it's slim pickings again. Like you're asking me for like just looking at the roster, who to plug in. I mean, if you showed me a list of wings and then showed me a list of guards, then I'd be like, okay, I'm taking best player available. Well, yeah, I mean, at that well, point, okay. right? I tried to do the same thing with wings, and uh, and and this is like this is a situation where like Mo's Moody got to be better than these guys, right? Um, Mo Harkless, uh. Trevor Ariza, <laughs> is he still? Oh my playing? goodness! Rodney Hood, uh, Josh Jackson. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, surely most yeah. is better than those guys, right? Yeah, I would, I would hope so. And yeah, so this isn't, this isn't a very <laughs> like encouraging, you know, uh, slate of 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 <laughs> players, man. So you know, but there will be more. Uh, there will be more after the trade deadline, and it, like. The, you know, people will get dumped and for the, yeah. for, in favor of young guys who need playing time, that kind of thing. It, it'll happen. But do you think that, so you don't think they'll make a trade, but like, do you think they need to add something with the idea that say they look good before the all-star break, say like, you know, they start clicking the guys who just got back. Wiggins becomes who he was. Steph gets his wind pretty quickly uh, Iguodala can give like a decent 10 minutes every few games or something, you know, um, do you think they'll need to make a move to, to go f- legitimately for the title? I think they should. Uh, and, and I feel like they will because that's why they've left the, the last spot open. So whether it's converting one of the two way guys or bringing somebody else in, so, and, and this is, you know, uh, mixing, mixing metaphors by mixing sports, but, and baseball is a not, not a salary cap, um, uh, sport, but you know, when people, when teams are in a pennant race, they'll often make some kind of acquisition to show that you're serious. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, whether it's converting one of the two way guys, bringing somebody else in shows like, okay, this is who we got. And now we're serious, right? Like these are the guys we're going to ride with. And, um, the rest is up to you, right. In terms of the, the players and the, and the coaching staff. So I, I think, I think they can, and they should, and I think they will do. One but I mean, Ty Jerome and, and, uh, and lamb aside, right. And that could be like, okay, here, let me introduce you to Anthony Lamb. He's a 15th guy. No, 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 but I think it, like, no, but it, it, it does make a difference in that, like those guys are, you're, you're, you're saying that this is somebody who we are going to count on, you know, this right. is somebody. Okay. No, that's um, fair. 
right? Yeah. Right. And and yeah. you're, and you're showing, and these are the reasons why. And you know, they won't explicitly say that, but but the the people will, you know, the players will know, and it will probably solidify things, right? Like if 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 Lamb is converted, then it'll be like Moses Moody will be like, damn, I'm not getting in a game. <laughs> um, um, either way, just, either him or Ty Jerome. Yeah. Right? Converted well, Moses Moody and getting the game. Well, I mean, it, it, it has a cascading effect, right? So, right. Um, and yeah. So I, I, I think that helps put people in, uh, know where they are, um, as, as a whole, like it, it sets the team yeah. up. Yeah. No, that's that's fair because they're making that commitment to one of these guys and being like, hey. so let me ask you, Lamb or Jerome? Oh, um, I, hmm, you know, I think I would probably go with Jerome because, uh, you know, Andre's only played what two games, but he kind mm-hmm. of fits that uh, position of that Lamb does. They do different things. Lamb shoots better than Iguodala. But I think, you know, the whole point has been uh, to get Iguodala ready for this last, this back half of the season, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe that's why Lamb has played so much, is to kind of keep, mm-hmm. the, keep the seat warm. Um, there's no, there's no, you know, what, what, what Tydrome does, there's nobody else that really does that. And obviously you don't want to be in a situation where you're relying on him, but when he has played, he's played pretty well. Um, if somebody knock on wood gets hurt, uh, in your backcourt, then here's a guy you trust, uh, and somebody you trust a lot more than Ryan Rollins, uh, who unfortunately mm-hmm. will be on the roster. So I think it'll be Tydrome. And, uh, when he was playing with Wiseman, although it would kill me that he, uh, never passed a Wiseman on the pick and roll. Uh, Wiseman's pick got him open for his little, you know, off foot floater, and he was scoring mm-hmm. a bunch off those pick and rolls. So, you know, let's say you got in in a in a playoff series where Poole misses the whole series, and you need a guard off the bench who can get you six points. Mm-hmm. You know, in a Wiseman pick and roll like that, you'll take that, right? To me, it's like if you sign Jerome, then that's the question I ask you then. It's like that I asked you about 10 minutes ago. Are you good with that team? You know, are you good with that team moving forward? Assuming maybe not best case scenario for everybody, but that everybody, the roster overall collectively gets better, gets more focused and, you know, kind of plays up to what we've seen in flashes before. Are you good with that? With good health, everybody playing, uh, you know, at some form close to their optimal, then I'm good in the West. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I know the title of this episode. Um, I, in terms of lamb and Jerome, I go, I go tie Jerome. Uh, it's so weird. Cause I've talked to you about them. How like, I really like a month ago, I was like, I hate seeing these guys on the court. Let's develop yeah. Moody. Let's get Wiseman out there. Uh, and then Ty Jerome really, really, grew on me. And then I listened to the uh, point forward episode, the under Godala uh, and, uh, and Ty Jerome on there. And I was like, Oh, I like this kid. I didn't realize he, you know, won a title at UVA. I didn't see some of his highlights and like, you know, I talk about 
DiVincenzo's pedigree. I'm like, okay, this is, this is a solid pedigree too. And um, I like what he brings. Uh, weirdly enough, I keep waiting for Anthony Lamb to like, you know, the, the bottom fall out of whatever he's doing, but he's still consistently hitting shots, even though recently he's had this strange green light in his head. <laughs> he's like, I hit four threes. And then he shoots like one for 11 <laughs> the rest of the game. Um, but I think the thing is like, now that Steph's back, Ty Drum gets pushed down the the guard rotation further. And then Anthony Lamb is still trying to, he can give you those, even though he's only 6'6", like Moses Moody's height, mm-hmm. he's thicker and he can play bigger dudes. So I think right, right now he, with, with Wiseman and Kaminga and uh, Jermichael Green out, like they need him more. But ultimately I would be, you know, more than happy if they ended up signing Jerome to that 15th spot because uh, in a pinch, I think he'd be, really uh really really helpful potentially and uh, he's a uh he could be i mean he he's a smart player you know he may be a little short-armed or uh relatively speaking and then also uh not the most athletic and you know on, short, and especially on defense armed and slow-footed and uh, yeah. no <laughs> he's a tyrannosaurus rex on defense i like something about that kid yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's on the scouting report yeah. he's slow and has short arms <laughs> um but uh you know as the fifth or sixth guard whatever it would be i'd be uh i'd be all right with that uh but yeah i'd be i'd be good in the west uh and then it'd be a question of like who we would face face in the east so uh hey you know, you know they gotta play us too right like you, you sure you got they all do they got to stop us too. So that that's what I'm hanging my hat on. I really, really hope that Wiseman comes back soon enough to play in the garden, to play in the Celtics game. Who knows if he would get minutes, but I just keep thinking about how his, his uh, trajectory from when he got drafted in terms of comps, like when he ran, you know, coast to coast and dunk early as rookie year, people be like, Oh, David Robinson, Giannis. Mm. Right. And then it became like, who did he become? I don't know. Eventually it became like, side. <laughs> well, yeah. And then it became like, Oh, could he be like Rob Williams? And I'm like, Oh man, that, you know, he's good. But like, that's a big drop off for, <laughs> for Wiseman in terms of his comps. So, you know, we've talked about Moody a little bit and we've talked about, uh, I've talked about Patrick Baldwin Jr. A bunch and the idea, just the concept that like PBJ, Six nine, dude, legit tall. Six nine, maybe six ten in shoes. Uh, he has, you know, this skill, and he has mm-hmm. this size, and he seems like a smart player. Not crazy athletic, but also not stuck in cement. Better than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, I mean, do you see him as being more playable and more valuable than Moses Moody? You know, do you see, again, maybe getting further down the road, depending on what happens this season, uh, if they have to, like, kind of sort out who to move and who to keep, like, because there's so many guards, because Moody, <laughs> I mean, the Warriors have a knack of, of drafting <laughs> non-athletic <laughs> uh, shooters, you know what I mean? Uh, so who who do you take and what's your what's your prognosis for – uh, both those dudes, Moody in particular, because he's a big question mark. Do Do you mean who who has the better outlook this season? This season, and just in terms of like, has 
Patrick Baldwin Jr. become more important to the Warriors' future than Moses Moody? I think he has. I mean, God, you look at that stroke uh, shooting from three, and he's not shy about it. And, uh, man, it looks good, and he can get it off pretty easily. Um, you know, he got to play more in this stretch where they had some people down and, you know, I think there was a couple of games where he missed his first three or missed his first couple. And then, you know, part of you is like, oh, let's see how he responds to that. Um, will he be hesitant to shoot again? And he's not right. He's ready to shoot it again. And then he had that nice little, um, um, dribble drive out, out around a closeout. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, he's getting in his bag a little bit and, um, he is more athletic than, than the kind of pre-draft videos. Uh, you know, they've probably spent a lot of time getting him stronger and a little bit more athletic and, um, seems to be a smart player. Um, so when you factor in the, that skill, which is our, you know, he, you know, probably shoots better than Moses Moody um and he's bigger so i do think he's more viable i do think that uh at least what we've seen so far maybe is that uh he's uh a greater potential weapon offensively right and because of what he plays uh uh what position he would play right and you know could you imagine him uh on you know, for a few minutes next to Draymond Green in a second unit, like helping space things out um, on on the wing while Draymond and Jordan Poole do some work. Yeah, I think you could, right? Um, and he hasn't gotten killed too much on defense. Uh, I think in that Hawks game, he had like a block. Um, you know, maybe this is all recency bias, like, you know, against Moses Moody, who got minutes in a Western Conference Finals. Uh, last year so um but it's it is weird um why has it why why has it just gone so downhill for moses moody um and can he come back for it uh you know we know kerr thinks he's a great human being but uh, <laughs> but uh does kerr think that he can play in the nba right um yeah and, and the question is still out i i i still think he'll be a a, a viable role player because uh, he does shoot it pretty well uh, from a standstill, but um, just the position he plays and what they need him to do. Uh, maybe he's not, he's not capable of doing what the warriors need him to do, which is, you know, guard quick wings, right? So yeah. you got enough. He's, and he's a little bit too small to guard the bigger guys down low. So that's a problem. The decision-making is a problem. Um, and maybe it's like, okay, stop making decisions. <laughs> you know, you don't have to get all the way to the rim because he can't get there. So, you know, will they empower him or, you know, some of the other guys to shoot mid-range shots? Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe that's a little bit of a tweak that they can do. Um, and and in general, they need, yeah, they need to get this offense back on track. But that's an aside. Who knows what he's done, like in practices or shoot arounds or whatever. He just hasn't gotten Kerr's confidence or he's lost whatever confidence uh he had in him and you know Ty Jerome you know picked it up and Anthony Lamb picked it up and you know whenever I see Moody out there it's like when I look at him and PBJ 
Uh, I think you nailed exactly some of the reasons why I think PBJ is much more valuable uh, to the Warriors simply because like they basically kind of do the same things, except one of them is six, nine, six, 10. Mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> you make PBJ six, six and it's like, Oh, yeah, he's kind of like Moses Moody. <laughs> you know, kind of slow footed for that size, yep. right? Also, Moses Moody, his, his shot's a little slow. You know, yep. he's got a long windup. And again, I'm not nitpicking these things because these these are things that I saw last season. And I also feel that because the Warriors are chasing wins because they have to, Moody is the guy that they can't test out. They can't like, okay, let's give him yeah. twenty in this one, no matter what, and just yeah. see how he does. And because you have to give, you had to give Kaminga those minutes because for one, he was, you know, riding the bench for a while. And you also knew that he gives you this dyna- dynamic energy that you don't have anywhere else. Moody doesn't have that. He can give you <laughs> the same kind of slow <laughs> game as a lot of other dudes on the Warriors right now. So that, um, you know, that doesn't really help. I mean, I, again, think he'll be a fine NBA player and I'm not, knocking him and his future but it's just like uh if you look at this team and as you said earlier you only need one lotto picks to really pop to to be successful but obviously you want as many as possible but if you have to like look at the future and be like we can't sign all these guys uh who is just more valuable obviously i guess it's an understatement uh a tall dude who can shoot (laughs) Versus a shorter dude who can shoot uh, and they give you, you know, some of the same kind of defense, I guess, in terms of quicks. So uh, that's, that's where I, and I, I like Patrick Baldwin Jr. A lot. I mean, I guess that ankle really did hinder him. He's not popping off the screen, but he's also, I, I expected somebody who was a little bit more stuck in mud uh, seeing him, but he, he, he's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad yeah. so far, but uh, again, it's early minutes for him. Uh, stick him in a game where there's a lot of intensity and pressure, like Moody played last season. You know, see how he does. But uh, mm-hmm. I think the kid has a good future. And uh, same with Rollins. I just think Rollins is a couple years away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Rollins will get minutes next season, but uh, uh, again, depends on 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 who's on the roster. So let me ask you, man. Like, it's Mid-season, basically like, all right, first half of the season, over, predictions, mine, not so hot, yours, you know, decent. You you, you at least nailed some phrases of what could happen, and uh, you, you spoke it into existence, man. Yes. I blame the season so far on you. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, some simple predictions for the rest of the season. Where, how far do the Warriors go? Assuming that some of the things that uh, you mentioned earlier, they do. Like they sign one of the two-way guys maybe to the 15th spot. That they do show some market Im- improvement, cohesion, uh, urgency, all that jazz. Uh, how far do you think this Warriors team will go? Best case scenario or what I actually think? Best and realistic. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I mean, I think best case scenario is they get a three or four seed. So they get, you know, one or two uh, home home court advantages. I think that's a best case scenario. Um, I think it's uh, realistic. They'll get in that top six and out of the play play in. Um, I don't, I don't think all the other teams are going to improve enough. Um, 
you know, people, all the teams have shown, you know, what they are. And so there won't be too high of a variance to the point where, you know, if the Warriors get 10 games over 500, that's probably good enough, right? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, To get in that three, four, five range. Um, Mm -hmm. To be honest, I mean, if I'm being realistic and I don't think this is being uh, negative either, I think, you know, we've, we've hung our hat for a long time on uh, and they've hung their hat for uh, for a long time on the fact that if they're healthy, nobody's beat them. I, I would say this is probably going to be the year that they do get beat because, you know, um, they haven't shown it in the first half. And, Mm -hmm. and if you could do it yourself, you would have done it already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. You know, it's, it's funny to me because like the vibe around, at least for me and people I've interacted with about this Warriors team, whether online or just talking to them or texting them, uh, it's like, there's this confidence in that top six, and then you add DiVincenzo and Kamenga, uh, you feel good about that. But like this, as I spoke earlier, that uncertainty of like, well, you know, like you guys haven't shown it. And in the playoffs, can everybody turn it up? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't um, know either. And like, there's, there's optimism, but it's also like, well, the reality is, uh, even after this eight-game homestand, they're still <laughs> one game under five hundred. I was like, mm-hmm. hey, if they go eight and zero, they'll be five games over, and they'll be like in fourth or fifth place, right, mm-hmm. in the West. Um, and they could have done that. And like, yep. that team is there, but all it takes is for that team to be there and drop a stinker like they had the last three games to to lose a series. Right. Like that's what it is. Like talent is there. That's never been questioned, but like, can they pull it all together? And so that's what makes coming up with a a prediction hard because you'll have people be like, Oh, they'll be fine. You know? And when they're wrong, they'll disappear. And when they'll, when they're right, they'll be like, told you. Uh, (laughs) And then there's people say like, Oh, they, they're done. They're done. And if they're wrong, they disappear. If uh, they're right. Like I told you, man, Wiseman stinks, you know, all that jazz. But if I were to give my prediction on it, um, my uh, uh, my best case scenario is obviously taking it all. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, fo 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 right? <laughs> Sixteen and zero, best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, uh, oh, then then my realistic scenario is um, obviously depending on who they face in the playoffs. Like I also think they can get to the, uh, the top four and get a first round home court thing. But I could, I can see them like losing in the Western conference finals to a team like the nuggets or the Grizzlies that, uh, that have quote unquote arrived. It's always, you know, I always bring up in the playoff series, like best player on the court. And, you know, those, those games will be potentially debatable, but then it's also like how everybody else performs. That being said, you know, best case scenario, I can still see the Warriors beating the Grizzlies. I can still see 
of course, the Warriors beating uh, Jokic and the Nuggets because that's still a decent matchup for the Warriors mm-hmm. when they have things figured out. But will they have things figured out? And the other thing that gives me confidence about the West is like no one else uh, has done it in the West, this current Western conference mm-hmm. landscape, right? Like the Suns, I, I think they're done still no matter what. Um, the Grizzlies, they haven't gotten there, still relatively young. The Nuggets, they haven't gotten there, although Jamal Murray changes things. And then, um, but I, I think like, you know, then you have the Pelicans and whomever else. But I think that the Warriors, I still have confidence that they could beat anybody in the West, right? And then that's when we get to, as I've said a couple times now, like the the East and the finals. And it's like, uh, you know, some of those teams are, are big and tough and, and, and whatever. So, you know, those are my uh, Homer and Homer light takes uh for for the warriors this season uh i i will be stunned though i'll be honest if they continue to be this mediocre all the way through if they're this bad and into uh uh, heading into the all-star break i'll be concerned for sure you know oh yeah totally like then then it's like they don't have it mentally and then they don't they just don't have the heart and the spirit for it and the belief in each other to do it. And um, uh, then, you know, because, and then, you know, wholesale changes, man, wholesale changes. Yeah. But we won't, we won't get there yet. Off season, uh, you know, Hey, not, let's not, let's not look, look ahead to the off season, but yeah, there, there's, I think this is a big chance. They have a great opportunity ahead of them uh, considering the conference. Um, They can still beat, anybody and they can also lose to anybody um but so they got to show it and uh yeah so this this next stretch leading up to the all-star break trade deadline it's gonna be super interesting and it's also funny because like you know all the stuff i've read from warriors fans and everything it's like the i guess optimistic fans um or people who still believe in this team as currently constructed it's like it's there it's there they just need to like access it they just need to go on a run they just need to uh have it click and be healthy all this stuff right and that could be the case then the ones who are really pessimistic are like they haven't shown it mm-hmm. and this is like i'm going by what i've seen you know like wiseman can't do this or you know they're not ready and all that jazz um and that's what makes to me this so interesting because it's like it's like those are complete, both completely valid, right? Yep. Like they have a very unique team that has carried uh, uh, some some adversity to titles, and then also the team that just hasn't, in a way, proven it, and uh, and that's what makes it really, really kind of funny be- to be basically like exactly like mediocre <laughs> right at the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're in the middle of the pack in the middle of the season. And no one has actually kind of shown exactly who they are yet. So, I mean, even these next three games against the Spurs, Bulls, and uh, and Wizards, it's like, man, if they if they go one and two in those games, that's gonna be that's gonna be painful. That's gonna be rough, you know. Yeah, because they haven't done it on the road yet, right? Yep, yep. So, got to show improvement across the board, and that's yeah, that's what it's got to anyway. be. Cool, man. Well, always a. Uh, Good to have you on. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy mid-month New Year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Uh, you can find Aram on Twitter at Aram Collier, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review, saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>